Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. You like professional wrestling? Ah, we like professional wrestling too. This is Shake Them Ropes for mid-October. I'm Jeff Hawkins, along with Chris Novembrino. Hi, Chris. Hello, Jeffrey. <laughs> I was trying to think of something in the last 30 seconds of, hey, what's what's some small talk we could make? And all, all it's about is uh, the self-assessment, which I just, I hate. I still hate the self-assessment. I don't care how many times I do it. It's always, it's always, you know, why don't you just tell me what you, I'm, I'm Gen X. So it's always, you know, I come into work and I, I basically ask my boss what they think of me as opposed to, well, here I am. I'm going to sell myself on all my greatness to you. And you're going to tell me whether or not I'm right or wrong. Yeah. Uh, the self-assessment is, is just always dangerous. I, a- I, I, right. No, right. Like there's, there it, it's, it's a weird way for them to avoid actually having conversations about those topics with you and instead using a rhetorical device to like act like they've had that conversation, but in a way where you can't actually have a discourse on it. Yeah. Even the whole passive response mechanism makes it just unfairly stacked against the employee. It was, it was either talking about my 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 work life or the uh the wormhole for this week that I that I went down in terms of learning subjects that I don't know a lot about but I'm fascinated by uh craps a table game okay what did you learn about craps <laughs> the, this week oh I'm I'm learning I'm learning all about I've I've learned that I I was playing far too positive and I should be I should be playing the dark side of craps really because that's where the money's made is being the jerk who bets against the table 
That makes sense. I mean, the house, the house is. Well, what, once you, once you get the rollout, if you avoid the seven there, you're good. Because, because all the odds are on your side. It, it's the thing is everybody wants to be friendly and stuff. And, the, and sometimes even Vegas almost encourages it by calling out people who play don't pass and don't come. Oh, dark side roller here, you know, trying to make you the jerk about it, when really you're not in competition with anybody. You're in competition with the numbers that are being rolled as opposed to the people. But it's all it's all a work to get more money lost. And so you spend more in Vegas. Interesting. Interesting. So you need to go in and just basically play the dark side of the craps table. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. I think or I'm going to find an empty table. So I don't get, so I'm not like the buzzkill. Cause I remember last time I was in Vegas, I'm going to Vegas in a month. It, it's, it, it was one of those things where everybody was playing the pass line and they're playing odds and it was a party. Even if you lost or whatever, there's this one guy just kept throwing money on the don't pass. And everybody's just, oh, you're a party pooper, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, this guy was correct <laughs> because the chances of rolling a seven after the after the rollout are much better than any other number on, on the on the board. So, of course, the odds are in your favor. And once you get if you can hedge against the don't pass line, come out roll. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> shake them craps here. <laughs> Shake them crap. die was Shake right die. there. I was right yeah, there. It was and I right there. Action. Right there. I, I apologize. I'm so bad at this. Uh, anyways, <laughs> wrestling news. Top story. If you were watching Dynamite, you'd know this. Hangman Adam Page suffered a concussion in the main event of Dynamite. He is going to be okay, but it was scary there for a few moments. He, uh, he, he tweeted out on social media that he had a very nice panini the next day and that he will be okay. But of course, a little bit scary on a flip bump on a lariat there, Chris. Yeah. Uh, it, yes, a scary finish to the match. It obviously interrupted the flow of dynamite. I applaud them for ending the match as opposed to trying to work around the, well, I guess you wouldn't be able to work around the incapacitated man like that uh, one episode of Dark, I think it was, where that, that's essentially <laughs> what they did. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. so, look, hey, growth, progress. We must applaud these things. Although Taz, uh, Taz wanted to dwell on it a little bit, and Excalibur was like, well, here's the rundown of the next week of shows. I, I mean, the, the thing I think is interesting, I don't know what the finish of that match was supposed to be, but I actually like the stoppage as a finish for Adam Page better. Yeah. Then, like, Paige gets pinned off of the Death Rider or whatever. I, I think it's it's more interesting that he just couldn't continue. And it did more, in a way, to make Moxley look dominant. Yes. This guy is so white hot right now that he can win title defenses on, like, sub-finishing moves, like the King Kong Lariat. It, it, was, it was a happy accident. Let's put it that way. You never want to say, oh, man, it was great that the guy got knocked out. <laughs> and, and and Paul Turner was absolutely fantastic in terms of seeing what had happened and stopping the match right away as opposed to, hey, can you still go on? Uh, you know, like you see in a lot of uh, UFC referees sometimes let fights go on way too <laughs> lo much longer than they should. Old school WWF, got to finish it with a roll up. Yes. <laughs> go home. Um, go home. Go home. But, you know, in terms of something that, I mean, a, a negative that you can turn into a positive, it definitely will help 
you build Moxley as a, as a champion, I think in, in many ways as well, not that I want to dismiss the importance of, of what happened, but at the same time, it's, this is wrestling. This is a performance. Use it. You know, it, 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 I, I think it's, I think that's a great idea as a matter of fact. Yeah. I, I would never, I, I wouldn't say let's try to use these type of finishes more often. No, obviously, no, not, not, no, no, <laughs> no, no. Don't use injury finishes too often. Let's but work like people on that. Like, oh. No, no, I, I wouldn't want to do that either. I think that that that's a little too. It's a little too much. But I do think there is a place for stoppages as finishes, and like this, this is actually it was a good deployment of it. Obviously, I hope Paige gets well soon, and that's that's all I've really got to say on this. Okay. Chris Jericho signed a new contract with AEW through early January 2026. Um, we'll also be taking on more responsibilities such as mentoring young talent and helping out with creative, et cetera, et cetera. But I find, at least in terms of the choice signings, um, you know, we, we just re-signed John Moxley, who was the big get that was under contract with the other company. And we've and we've now put all in on the guy who was available, who's who was the veteran get. Um, it, it's just it's 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 interesting in the narrative. Let's put it that way of uh, the people that Tony is starting to lean on now, especially in the aftermath of All Out. Yeah, uh, well, when you're looking for a voice of reason. I think as you look up and down this roster, Chris Jericho would be the first person you'd think of. Just uh Is that sarcasm? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well no, oh. expound on that. I mean, other than, look, his, other uh, than politics, I mean, yeah, but I mean I, I mean, I mean I, his contributions to the business and his business acumen are you I don't think his not? booking sensibilities are all that great either, okay. Jeff. Okay. Yeah, no, I, That's I, what it, I wanted. That's what no, I wanted if you're looking, you, no, it's, it's, it's beyond that. Although I, I do think that that matters. Is there some utility in a guy who can throw a party and have WWE guys intermingle with Tony Khan? Yeah, of course there is. Uh, is there some utility to Jericho still in the ring? Yeah, yeah, there is. Uh, it, it, as a management figure, no. And like, dude, talk is Jericho belies a boneheaded man far beyond just politics <laughs> like, like, like like so like flat yeah. earth stuff <laughs> yeah I, he, he he managed to be on both sides of the coronavirus conspiracy spectrum at various points during the pandemic like no I, th th this is Okay, well, this well, is just me... not a guy that I, I I would use as the voice of reason because it's obvious I, I'm recording this far too soon after work to understand sarcasm. Let let me ask you this then: in terms of your inner circle, who do you want there more? Do you want Moxley and Jericho, or do you want Kenny and the Young Bucks? I mean, between those two options, yes. Moxley and Jericho. Okay. <laughs> That that tells me all I need to know is that you you would go with C, none of the above. I I think in terms of yeah yeah I think Mo no obviously Moxley needs to have a much bigger role in this company. He he he's consistent. He's extremely consistent. Okay. Uh, yeah I, I I I'm not saying he's I I made it clear he's he's not my favorite match in the world, but he is a great promo. He has great fan con connection. Uh, in in the big spots, John Moxley delivers. 
I, I, and I think he, by and large, understands a st- like put the you know the barbed wirey sort of stuff to the side, right? Like the actual like Moxley sensibilities about like what makes a good pro wrestling match that doesn't involve plunder and stuff. I think it's more or less spot on with where the times are right now. In a way that I wouldn't say it is with Chris Jericho. Look at the deadline. It's an anachronism in 2022. I just I don't trust this man's instincts when it comes to booking. I, I will give the devil his due. He is grabbing the bag at, at his age, and that is somewhat amazing. Uh, you have to expect that he got paid a nice little sum of money to stick around as opposed to, and Jericho very much would jump at the chance to go back to WWE for another run <laughs> and take their money. Good morning, get paid. I tweeted every morning, <laughs> wake up. He got paid. Congratulations. Um no, but you know who I would compare him to? Uh, this is an old-school sports reference. Kurt uh-huh. Thomas, veteran power forward slash center who, who played on a bunch of different teams, most notably the San Antonio Spurs in the aughts. Okay. Like he was on a, on a bunch of those championship teams. He was doing this like it, like up to like 41 or 42. Uh, I I think, you know, do you, do you get Kurt Thomas for a veteran's minimum? Sure. You don't massively overpay Kurt Thomas and put him into management. Would it also, you know, would Udonis Haslam also be a good uh, <laughs> comparison? Kurt Thomas, no, okay. Haslam was a poor man's Kurt Thomas. Okay. And, and he, if anyone wants to league. fight me There's on no... that, you can fight me on that. You okay. can fight me on that. Yes, we'll, we'll have we'll have shake them sports battles. Uh, shake them balls is what what we're here talking <laughs> it was about. Right there, and I just didn't it's right see that there. One either. Yeah, shake I'm, them balls. Oh, I'm just failing every aspect of hosting today. Uh, Ace Steel, real name Chris Guy, was released on October 17th, stemming from the brawl on nine four after All Out, where he allegedly hit Nick Jackson in the face with a chair and bit Kenny Omega in helping CM Punk, who had punched Matt Jackson. This is Dave Meltzer writing how, how this went down. Lucy Guy, his wife, who was backstage with a broken foot taking care of CM Punk's dog Larry, was never spoken with regarding the investigation. AEW is in talks with Punk about the future, but right now it looks doubtful he will be back. Those with close knowledge of the situation said they are in talks with Punk about a buyout of the remaining years of his contract, which tells you that they are not looking to bring him back. The holdup right now is said to be the non-compete period. Now, let's play detective here and qui bono. Who benefits? Because there's only three people who are leaking this kind of information in terms of this buyout thing, Chris. It's either good faith, and in that terms, I'd say uh, a certain Chris Harrington, perhaps, possibly. Tony Khan himself, because he wants some leverage or something like that. Or... One of the one of the members of the elite, probably. <laughs> I don't think Punk is saying, you know what, my hangup right now is my buyout. Or maybe I don't know, but this is this that that little that little piece of information to me is made to make Punk look bad here. In that, oh, he just wants to go back to WWE where he'd make money or something like that. I don't know. Am I reading too much into that? Did, did, did uh- that? piece of information just kind of go huh okay i mean there's that and then there's the we didn't speak to a steel's wife who (laughs) seems to me to be like the 
only non-adrenalized human in that room. And so you might want to actually get a version of events from her. I, I will bring this up. I brought this up to you before the show, but I will I will take the scorn and fury of many a listener uh, of Shake Them Ropes. Just because Punk is the one that they're looking to get rid of does not necessarily mean Punk was the bad guy in this entire situation. I, I know. I think it, uh, th- there are a lot of fans who will never be able to make the moral distinction between this person was let go, ipso facto, this person is the bad person. Yes. And I, I think it's it's very obvious to me that like sometimes you these are different. Business decisions are, are not moral decisions. And I think a lot of the same people might know that as well. Yes. Um, punk is the path of least resistance because you'll know <laughs> nobody was fired in this whole Andrade Sammy or uh, Eddie Kingston Sammy situations. Uh, it's obvious to me. Which admittedly is a problem for the backdrop of all of this. A little that- bit. Yeah, yeah, it admittedly is a huge problem for the backdrop of all of this because now you have an incident that came after this with a judgment already rendered. Yeah, and let's <laughs> let's let's get rid of the elephant in the room here. Uh, I think a lot of this has to do with the locker room would be very upset if you kept the guy who doesn't like Cole Cabana. Uh and they like Cole Cabana a lot in the locker room. I'm not saying that Punk wasn't a jerk. I'm not saying that Punk didn't say some things that might have rubbed people the wrong way. But I mean, who among us does not delight at the brand <laughs> of comedy that Colt Cabana brings to us? Okay, but uh, yeah, I, I, I get On that. dark, <laughs> on dark elevation, Jeffrey. On our Random own. house shows in Paducah, Illinois. <laughs> This man puts smiles on the faces of literally dozens. If your choice is cutting Punk or cutting the Bucks and Omega, you're going to cut Punk. I'm Chris, I am of the opinion that in the short term, Punk was more money than Omega and the Bucks. I know some people are going to say, what are you talking about? He can't, they can't put on as good a match with Punk as they can with Omega and the Bucks. I didn't say that. I said you draw more money with Punk in the short term than you do with Omega and the Bucks because Punk can talk and the other two really don't in some ways. They can put on a super match. You can have a forbidden door super card type thing and put them on there and, you know, oh, this will be a match of the year candidate. I'm not saying that. I'm saying for box office and for media and other things, in the next two years, who would I rather have? Punk. In the next five years, who would I rather have? Maybe the Elite. Yeah, but but I mean, I, it would very much for me be maybe the elite still. Okay. Because I we've, don't. We've seen the ceiling though for Kenny as champ. Right. That that's that's the thing for me. It, yeah. Right. Right. It, it, it's it's that you know I I think I would roll the dice on ride the CM Punk train until his knees fall apart or something. Um, because that I feel like that we're ultimately going to this man's career ends in injuries in his early to mid forties. Um, but but let me let me. But I would ride the pony on that for longer. I I mean I think you got more mileage in CM Punk on commentary, and this is a thing that like he, he has always seemed interested in doing. And I feel like if the money was right and and you gave him like a you know meaningful commentary role, he'd sink his teeth into that, and that would be interesting in a way that 
Kenny nor Matt nor Nick Jackson could ever deliver on. You can't put those guys in a booth and have them be a draw like that. Let me let me temper my my statement with this because I know that this will be a and it's a legitimate talking point. It's a legitimate argument. Well, they never really pushed the elite as the top act in AEW, but that was their choice. That was the choice of the elite and Kenny to not come in and be the big belt holders, you know, and to give other guys a chance and other things like that. That was a choice. And right now, I think you've actually passed the window where they would be the top act in professional wrestling. I'm going to be honest. I, I think I think they'd be a, a top act, but the top act, no. I still think oh, I still think Moxley is much bigger. I, I think Paige is a much bigger act, even though he might be l- lumped in there with the elite, but we'll see. Yeah, I, I think Paige is a bigger act. Okay. Yeah, no, it's, it's funny that, that you say that. I kind of think he is like, he's got more upside. He's like 10 years younger than those guys. He has at least as strong a fan connection here stateside as, as Omega. I mean, Omega more internationally for sure. Um, yeah. In terms of growing AEW stateside and to take on WWE, I would. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I just, I think they've, I think, I don't think putting Omega and the bucks at the top of, AEW as the main guys is going to grow as much as you think it is. I, I just, right now, I just don't, but that's, that'll, that'll be, yeah, yeah, on yeah. Boards no, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> th- th- this, this might be like the forever debate that gets shut down after 25,000 glorious pages yes, uh, yes. on, on F4W. But, uh, I know, I, I think at least to me, like there's a lot of intrigue in like a heel CM Punk going up against a babyface Adam page who is, like really livid that all of his friends are gone from a like basically the implication not necessarily bringing up the friends but like you've ruined aew would be (laughs) as the narrative to see a pot no lead into it you you got the aew you've got the aew stands who are already there like i no i'm not gonna do that (laughs) no you're supposed to yes and this. That's no, the rules of improv. I Whatever. Already have, I already have people who hate me in, in, in our own Discord. So. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, now you're catching up to me. People are starting to not like you now. Ooh. Oh, people, people have never liked me. Chris, yeah. I got news for you. Uh, <laughs> day one, canceled. No pay-per-view for WWE now planned between Survivor Series and Royal Rumble. To which I say, good. Build the Rumble to get away from Vince isms and having a big event in the middle of something that should be very important. Royal rumble is the quote unquote first stop on the road to WrestleMania. Let's keep it that way. As opposed to starting the year with a half-assed pay-per-view that going, that's going against college football because Vince doesn't believe in college football. I'm serious. He doesn't believe in college football. <laughs> that, why would people want to watch that at all? <laughs> They're just children. They're just children playing sports. Yes. <laughs> They're just teenagers play- going out there and playing sports. It's not like it's the NFL or anything. <laughs> but yeah, day one, gone. Thank goodness. Um, <laughs> Interesting. We, we, we have to backtrack on a note we made last week and a conversation we thought was interesting. Carl Anderson, double booked for November 4th. Anderson has publicly said he was double booked, gave a kayfabe excuse that New Japan never emailed his quote-unquote agent, Luke Gallows, who handles his bookings on the date, and that was just meant 
as a comedy response. He said he would be appearing on Crown Jewel instead, which is also the same night he was supposed to, quote-unquote, defend his never-open-weight championship. Surprisingly, New Japan has yet not acknowledged this statement, and Anderson versus Hikaleo is still on the show, although based on its usual protocol, it would be expected they will acknowledge it very soon. It would look bad for that promotion's honesty to advertise the match more than a day or two after this. Oh, damn. Mm. New Japan, mm. you poor child. God, uh, no, <laughs> here's the thing, Jeffrey. Here's the thing. What is wrestling without the honesty? You know, it's about ethics in professional wrestling. <laughs> and the rules. And the rules. Does nobody care about the rules anymore? <laughs> No, so no, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that there's that rejoinder at the end of the article. Thank you. I am. I am because someone needs to take a stand. New Japan it's, had been no. under the impression yeah. Anderson would return and work out his dates and lose the title. WWE had even on the air acknowledged Anderson holds a title in New Japan. Get it together, New Japan, for <laughs> for the industry's sake. Well, well. Interesting you say that, Chris, because I'm going to bring this follow-up and see what you have to say about that. WWE contacted AEW to use Billy Gunn in their DX reunion that aired at the end of Monday Night Raw. Oh, you don't say. I feel like there's a prediction on some show that I heard uh, about something like that happening. Well, Tony Khan, in return, asked that that WWE television acknowledge that Billy (sighs) Gunn worked for AEW in response. And WWE passed. Now, <laughs> here's my question. Did they just have this DX reunion just to see if they could get Billy Gunn from AEW and they'd relent? Because that's an interesting story to me more than, oh, WWE tried and Tony gave something, gave gave a, gave a uh, condition. And then WWE being meanies decided they weren't going to use the AEW talent. You know, th- that that talking point where I'm just like, now you try and then you walk away because you know they're going to say no because there are a lot of people who are like, well, they never should have asked because you know WWE would never treat him correctly. And all that, you know, uh, kind well, of yeah, I, and, and like, here's the thing that that DX segment at the end of the show was such a tightly wound clock of a segment <laughs> that, it, you know, just injecting Billy Gunn into it could have thrown off the whole chemistry. Oh, oh it was dreadful everything about wrestling this week was almost dreadful except for mj <laughs> um w- <laughs> wwe trade wwe this week trademark deadline looks to be the next title of an nxt premium live event that will happen get this on the same day as ring of honor final battle but at a different time and also of interest is that this nxt lot premium live event is expected not to take place at the Performance Center. So that means they're going to try and sell an arena with NXT again, which is an interesting foot in the water. And also do it on the same day as Ring of Honor's premium pay-per-view. And Tony Khan was on saying that he might have good news on this pay-per-view about a weekly Ring of Honor show, Chris. That's not called Rampage. No, I thought it was called Dynamite. <laughs> You know, this this grudge will continue. I'll I'll read this next one. I'll get I'll get your thoughts. But uh, on Tuesday, 
AEW did 752,000 viewers with a 0.26 in the 18 to 49 demo and 0.20 in 18 to 34. NXT did 676,000 viewers with 0.18 in the 18 to 49 and 0.10 in the 18 to 34. Yikes. Now, get, granted, there were two postseason po- post baseball games. Yeah. There were, there, it was the opening night of the NBA. Yeah. And it was a night that was different for AEW. I will mm-hmm. make all these excuses. Yeah. That said, that Yankee game before AEW did a monster number. And a lot of people's narrative is, oh, look, AEW kicked NXT's ass. And maybe they did. But at the same time, my narrative They've routed is, them by far greater numbers in the past. This yeah. is like a closing of the gap, if anything. A little bit. I think that's true, too. I think, I think look, as much as people want AEW to, quote-unquote, win over Team McMahon, and trust me, I get that feeling. I <laughs> Wrestling isn't cool. I think that's the statement we're getting out of this, because everybody would rather watch a meaningless opening night game of the NBA of oh, the Cleveland Cavaliers taking on. <laughs> yeah. It's always a Minnesota possibility that that wrestling's just not hot. Yes. And that's what I took out of this is that wrestling isn't hot. And oh, well, NXT, they brought a bunch of uh, main roster people on there to, to, to help. It's like, yeah, but did they really plug it other than on raw? The previous night? Yeah. I mean, come on. Like, you're saying this to AEW fans who are supposed to be the smarter. Like, it, they've seen that before. They know what that entails. Uh, it shouldn't be. I mean, I don't know. Like, look, Rhea Ripley versus Roxanne Perez, you know, an intriguing pairing. But you're not, like, sitting there thinking, oh, this is a main event program. It, it, it's not. It's not that. It's not that. Uh that that that's it's not. I mean, I you know I, I don't is? overread it, these numbers, but I, I certainly have a hard time looking at this as a uh, successful experiment for AEW. Everybody wants this to be McDonald's versus Burger King, and really, it's Joe's Burger Shack versus Craig's Burger Shack down the road, and you're just like, it's just two small little niches of entertainment battling it out with one another. That's all it is. With with guys who own billions behind it, be it stockholders or Tony Khan. And it's just it's it's like it's an it, I guess it's an interesting horse race to people who are in wrestling media. It's just not to me at times. I mean, it it's if it were a hotter product, it would be, but it's not. So yeah, I don't I don't get it. But uh, any other thoughts on any of these stories? No, no. Then tell us please about Hello Fresh. Okay, so people, we talked earlier about honesty. <laughs> it matters. It matters. So listen to your boy Novi right now. Let's have a little candid moment, shall we? What is HelloFresh, you ask me? With HelloFresh, you're going to get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip the trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy. It doesn't have to be a struggle anymore. Fun and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. I wouldn't lie to you about that. Subscribe to HelloFresh and check that annoying box that says save money off of your fall to-do list. HelloFresh is 25% cheaper than the takeout and less expensive than grocery shopping. Two, time to cozy up and save money by cooking at home. 
Fall is the perfect time to experience the delicious taste and unparalleled convenience of HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, ingredients travel from the farm, a farm near you, to your doorstep in less than seven days. So you know they're fresh. There's no lies there. This isn't New Japan lying to you. <laughs> no, no. You'll have pre-portioned ingredients to make cooking a snap and cut down on food waste. No more lies. Jeffrey and I once had an experience with HelloFresh. Oh, okay. <laughs> as the kids say, Jeffrey, as, as the kids say, no cap, no cap. And we loved it. We, we enjoyed our time with HelloFresh. Uh, sometimes, sometimes, Jeff, I look back on those days wistfully. <laughs> and I wonder, no, I wonder, will it ever be that good again? Well, it could be. If I went to HelloFresh.com slash VOW65 and use the code VOW65 for 65% off plus free shipping. They're not going to charge you for shipping. No more shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash VOW65. No more shipping. No more, no more lies. No more shipping. Okay. Now there is only love. And promo code VOW65. <laughs> Hello, Fresh. America's number one meal cat. I'd like to thank Bill Clinton for his great read of the Hello, Fresh copy. That was, that's, that was fantastic stuff. And now, the lazy river of wrestling criticism. Whatever we watched, whatever we want to talk about amongst all the shows that played currently or are in the history of the entire professional wrestling business. If you decide to watch history this week, I didn't, but Chris might've, we're going to talk about that now. Chris, shall we get the Halloween havoc preview out of the way first? Yes. Or actually, no, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, fine. I'm sorry. I just, no, I I just had my hopes up. Well, I know, but the MJF promo was just so damn good. No, it's the, no, no, bypass that. He's fantastic. Halloween havoc. Yeah, no, he's fantastic. No more lies, Chris. I can't bypass good faith. No more lies. This is one of the best things in the history of stuff. And, and yes, I, this again, it's another great mjf as the villain origin promo <laughs> it's it, are we are we gonna have certain stages every stage of his young career someone will have wronged him and he's gonna become a better heel because of it but he came out there and this this was well, number one rang true to me because i've had a situation with like this with a television producer who wrote the nastiest mail to me i've ever received and i kept it all these years and while i wasn't a successful television writer it did it didn't motivate me to try hard in my career trust me so i could shove it in their face um no i it was very real for me too uh my my incident happened when i was closer to mjf's age uh where where an older individual in their 40s just really 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 shit on me uh like and create a real crisis of freaking confidence uh, uh about this whole music thing um like uh my yeah. mine was you yeah, are yeah. The, you're the most arrogant person who has ever contacted me and i went 
I went and everybody, everybody who knows me goes, you, I go, yeah, me, the most self-deprecating, low self-esteem person who ever lived possibly was being arrogant. No, I was trying to, it, it was at a point where it's like, yeah, I'm going to sell my abilities. Oh, you're arrogant. Screw you. I'm going to tell people never to hire you, you know, that kind of thing. And you're just like, all I was, was a 22 year old kid who didn't know anything <laughs> about showbiz. And you absolutely use that to crush my dreams thank you very much <laughs> no but but this this was great mjf's yeah. part was great but then also william regal's part was great okay. too i had a quibble on on regal's part but i want to hear your thoughts on this. you could certainly quibble on it but i think what made it so good is an, the first beat of it almost felt like he was gonna go into the boomer trope of back in my day we walked uphill both ways sort of stuff right but then it, it he did something in the performance there and in the delivery there where it like it, it didn't go into that it's like no i'm like just old i know what you're talking about it was even worse for me like you you have chosen to make the to wear this as like a talisman of rage to justify all your awfulness but you need to understand that like you actually have had a setback what happened you hurt but like part of life and you know for lack of a better term adulting is like really awful stuff is gonna happen to you and like it's not gonna even be justified but like part of learning to be an adult god knows i'm learning this lesson right now is learn how to process stuff that you didn't initiate on yourself and stay positive about yeah you are yeah, sometimes yeah. a part of somebody else's storm is that right you sometimes teach it uh, <coughs> in religious terms um yeah, I, my, the only quibble I had really was, and, and I went over this on the Dynamite show was I didn't like the smiling uh, of of Regal. Okay, I, I thought it I thought it upstaged a bit. I thought it was borderline. It might be corpsing because I I smile when somebody's yelling at me because I get nervous. So I thought it might be a nervous ticking away. But I thought he I thought it was it might have been a lack of focus on Regal's part because I think he should have been taking in the words a little bit more. Um, as opposed to I would have liked to see him trying to remember like yes. like I would have liked to seen the eyes say I remember sitting at my computer writing that oh as, damn. as opposed to yes I did that and it was to spurn you on that was what the smile looked like to me and I was just like no that rings a little false but once he got into the promo he got the right tone and I liked that it was just that visual of him almost watching going egging him on going yes keep doing it and if he was going to go that way i would have wanted the point at point at the chin and say okay hit me because that's what you want to do you either have to go harder into that or you have to reduce your uh or you have to rethink your reaction to what he's saying to you For, so from an acting standpoint What's going on, guys? This is Rich from the Flagship Podcast here on the Voice of Wrestling Podcast Network. And I just want to let you know about a brand new sponsor we have for the network. It's Eufy. And let me tell you a little bit about their newest product, the Eufy Video Smart E330. This isn't your everyday smart lock. This is a smart lock, a 2K camera, and a doorbell offering triple the security and triple the convenience. Instead of loading up your door with a bunch of different devices, you install one, and it takes care of everything, 
in a complete package. It's not just about the home security, though. The Eufy Video Smart Lock E330 is also for convenience. No more worrying about losing keys. You can let each member of your family get a password. You can monitor their movement in and out of the house. You can keep an eye on your packages. You can check in on your house while you're away. There is so much you can do with this product. Best of all, it is easy to install and set up. All you need is a Phillips screwdriver. Leave that drill in the toolbox. The Eufy has keyless entry, a 0.3 second fingerprint recognition, a rechargeable battery with a four month lifespan, two way audio from the lock, enhanced night vision, 24 seven customer support. And you'll love this. None of those pesky monthly fees. Eufy sent me a smart lock 330 and I've loved it so far. It allows me peace of mind when I'm at work or when I'm away on one of my patented vacations. Plus it helps me keep track of deliveries to the house, saves me a trip back to the car. If I just need to run in for something and I forgot my keys and the two way audio system works well for those unwanted guests at my front door. No, I do not need new siding or windows or a roof. Thank you, though. You can simply tell them you aren't interested from the comfort of your couch. Now, are you ready to ditch the others and join the Eufy revolution? Of course you are. Get started today by searching Eufy Video Lock on your search engine of choice. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can finally, once and for all, gain complete control of your door. Once again, that's E-U-F-Y Video Lock ufiofficial.com slash video lock and we thank them for sponsoring the voice wrestling podcast network enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at betmgm sign up using code champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with betmgm you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with betmgm at your fingertips every play and every game matters more than ever remember to use code champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotion promotional offer not available in washington dc standpoint i kind of had a, with that, and it's just a minor quibble because it was an outstanding segment all the way around before anybody thinks, oh, Jeff hated that. No, loved it. Best thing I saw on TV all week. Loved it. Uh, it's it's just real interesting. It's like, well, does this, if they continue with the Moxley MJF program, at do you turn Moxley? No, I here here's what I think. Because of the whole thing where I'm going to do this the right way this time, et cetera, et cetera. I think Regal turns on the Blackpool Combat Club. I think Regal turns on Moxley, goes with MJF. And I also think, and I think, and this is an idea I put out there just from watching everybody's reactions to both programs. I think this is, there, there was a stable rumored to be happening in the mid 90s called Apocalypse. Uh, to be an anti-horseman and was going to be Regal, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, and I believe either Jericho or Malenko. I can't remember which. It might have been either one of the at any time. I think we get Garcia and Yuta 
And I think we have a heel young lion stable against all these quote unquote stars type thing under the tutelage of William Regal. That's what I'm, that's what it feels like to me at least. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely, I feel like a swerve is coming here. Yes. Uh, yeah, but and I don't mean with Keith uh, Lee, uh, but yes. <laughs> Indubitably. Indubitably. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. God. I like him, but if y- y- this dynamic between swerve as a character and keith as a character this many weeks in is absolutely incoherent it's preposterous uh, no it's it, yeah it, it, it's it's it either it, keith condones the bad behavior right. or he's gonna join in on it it's one of those two things he right keeps himself separate from it no there's like this weird moral high ground bs that he keeps doing and it's like no like like you can't sud swerve in as your black hand to yes. do a yeah, menace yeah. <laughs> like that's <laughs> uh, ridiculous it's very silly um so let's do halloween havoc then okay six matches premium live event on saturday i don't know how widely it'll be watched there are some intriguing matches to me at least on this in terms of on paper it looks like it could be a fun show i'm not gonna deny it because they got a lot of their best on this show so we'll see we'll see what chris thinks of it but uh six matches announced Starting with Apollo Crews versus Grayson Waller in a spin the wheel, make the deal match. Stipulation to be determined. What have you thought of this whole Grayson Waller, Apollo Crews program? Because it's bordering on the, uh, like, I like Grayson Waller a lot. I know he can talk. I like his cockiness and I like Apollo Crews a lot, but the dream stuff has been preposterous to me. Yeah. The dream stuff, the bleeding eye stuff. It's like, okay. It just isn't working. I, no. I and it doesn't even the in-house crowd just doesn't seem to be going with it. So I I don't know who the eye stuff is for, but I'm guessing what we're what we're gonna see whatever they're gonna wrap up the spooky ooky stuff with Apollo Cruz would be my suspicion. Uh, who do I think wins? I would say Grayson Waller wins. I think somehow one of these dreams comes true because of the stipulation, and somebody ends up with a bloody eye. I guess. Since Apollo Crews already had it, I guess Gray- Grayson Waller ends up with it. I'll go the other way. I think Apollo Crews wins this, even though I don't think he should necessarily. Okay, okay. Moving on, Julius Creed versus Damon Kemp in an ambulance match. If Julius loses, Brutus Creed will have to leave NXT. Huh. Okay, so remi- uh, I got to remind myself who is who in terms of the Creed brothers. Brutus is the shorter, stockier one. Julius is the one who talks. Okay. He's the taller one. That that thank you. Uh that that no, that helps helps things a lot. Uh I'll go first on this. I expect Roddy Strong to have been in on this the entire time. I would not be shocked if Brutus Creed was in on this the entire time either. Although I love the Creed brothers as an act and I think they should stay together. You, you a- just, you just need that a two Brute moment. Don't yes, you? Yes. Yeah, you, you do. Look, Roman history, very important to me. I need, <laughs> or Shakespeare. Uh, yeah. I was just saying it's more Shakespeare, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, thank you. But yes, uh, no, we're we're gonna have the entirety of Chase U. With the only the Toga only reason why this can't Julius why Green. this that would be hilarious. Some reenactment. <laughs> <of this>. God. 
<laughs> under the graduation ropes. Yes, exactly. They're all graduating from Chase U, and then they all stab Julius Creed in the middle of the match. It'll be great. No, the only reason you can't do the A2 Brute thing is that, like, it, it wouldn't make any sense. So, like, Brutus cost Julius the match, but then Brutus has to leave at XT. Yes. Yes, that, that's completely preposterous. <laughs> you only get that kind of action in NXT, to be honest with you. Um, it's it's the more interesting choice for Julius to lose and for Brutus to have to leave. It is. And maybe Brutus, Brutus comes back under a mask or something. He's like the but, new Midnight But we've Rider. also now introduced in that promo that uh, Damon Kemp's got a brother, Gable yes. Stevens. Yeah, and so like... Maybe I mean, Gable too- Stevenson causes the loss. It's Stevenson, and he might. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's still it's weird. Yeah, but yeah, like no, Stevenson could very well cause the loss here. But I tend to think I'm going to go the other way. I say Julius wins here. We get the Stevenson debut at the end of the match here, and what we're building to is a tag team match that'll be an absolute banger for these two young. As long as Gable can work in in a pro wrestling sense, we know he has mad athletic skills, but. In a pro rep, I mean this this is gonna be Steiner's versus Varsity Club. No, uh, yeah, if he can work at all, and, and let's not bury the lead on Damon Kemp either, because Damon Kemp, I enjoy this guy. He's yes. got a fully formed yes. freaking character, and Julius does too. Uh, like like it was so fun watching this promo this week because it's like this. This is what NXT, in my mind, is supposed to be. Young guys who who don't have a name yet, who are both clearly talented, finding themselves on the microphone in in the ring. And, like, this is the joy of watching developmental wrestling. It was watching a segment like Julius Creed and Damon Kemp, at least for me. I actually like Brutus Creed's charisma, too. I know people, oh, Julius is the talker. No. He has that yeah, not trying good. way too hard type of charisma, and I love it. I absolutely adore no, it. No, and I, I I love them too. Is like meathead brothers. Like, yes. Like, yes, they're 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 great. Even like the Duke and their meatheads. That's just irony all the way around. Um, <laughs> Roxanne Perez versus Cora Jade in a spin the wheel make the deal match. The stipulation being weapons wild. I gotta go on this Roxanne Perez kick right now because again. I have said here for weeks, you need to protect her. You need to protect her. You need to protect her. What do we do? We put her on SmackDown in a six-woman tag with just that. Oh, well, if you watched NXT, you knew she'd be showing up on SmackDown. But they don't say who she is other than she's on SmackDown. No video package. No introduction for your intro onto the main roster to these main roster fans where only a third of them watch NXT etc etc and then she loses she takes the fall in the six woman's tag match and then on nxt on tuesday takes the fall to rhea ripley this is how we're building up this match for roxanne perez versus cora jade which is a blood feud is to have roxanne perez lose until until the blow off it's preposterous yeah no i i I agree um they they're not taking good care of Roxanne Perez. No, I don't think any of this is fatal yet. But like it it's it's nothing to be proud of. This is, this is not good booking. Yeah, I would agree. And Roxanne Perez has to take this match, in my opinion. Yes. Uh, no. Uh, Corey, it, it it just is not. 
Why is she a heel? It's killing me that she's a heel, but it's like she was one of the most likable baby faces you had. There's just no menace to this little person. No, I'm sorry. I've known known people like Cora Jade who were menacing. She ain't menacing. Okay, she doesn't have she doesn't have that certain tinge of evil in her. That evil or maybe undiagnosed mental illness that manifests. Yeah, I didn't want to go there because I don't want to make fun of people with mental illness necessarily. But you know, I mean. Six Look, of one, six of one, half a dozen of the other. Chris, yes. No, yes. I, I, I too have known the type who looks like Cora Jade, has the same size and body dimensions as Cora Jade, and absolutely evokes a sense of I am concerned for my safety. This person might actually be very dangerous. Have you ever dated that kind, Chris? <laughs> yes. Okay, there we go. Because, <laughs> because you see, I like girls with tattoos, Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we went a little bit too far down the rabbit hole on that no, one. No, anyway. we didn't. Everything's good. The healing is happening. In a in a ladder match for the vacant NXT North American Championship, Carmelo Hayes with Trick Williams versus Oro Mensa, aka Bootleg Kofi, versus Wesley versus Nathan Frazier versus Charisma Vacuum Von Wagner to catch them all. Um <laughs> This is going to be small guys doing a lot of acrobatic stuff off of ladders match with the exception of Von Wagner, who again is there to do, to catch these small men falling at great speeds to show his strength. And I like Von Wagner because I like his father. Um, and I like Von Wagner because I just think he's, he's starting a gen- to get charisma. He's starting to get weird charisma. <laughs> His promos are hilarious, Jeff. Yes, like like yes. The, the way this man talks, I, I, I would pay small amounts of money to watch him read seeds from movies and try to act them out like it, it, like okay. important like top gun few good men but like you want the truth you cannot handle the truth okay so von wagner for you is what kiana james is for me in that in that i will now be watching everything that she and her her brazilian secretary do as as a 90s porn movie without the sex that's 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 what kiana so okay so we both have a uh a uh a a guilty pleasure in like nothing would would make me happier than if ray mysterio came down and feuded with von wagner (laughs) and and we could just get promos between those two for like a month Oh, we need that. We need no, that. No, 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 it'd be great. I, like the booking of the match makes sense, right? It's classic big guy versus I little guy. I want to see the locker room interaction though between yes. Von Wagner and Rey Mysterio so bad. Cause, oh cause wow! He, he so acted. you, so you're Rey Mysterio, huh? Yes, it is me. I am Rey Mysterio. <laughs> I have legend. a son named Dominic. <laughs> have you seen my son? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, Carmelo Hayes uh, gets his belt back is what I would do here. Oh, you think Carmelo's getting it a third time? He yeah. might very well. Yeah, I, unless, I mean, he's getting, unless he's getting moved up, which is a possibility. I, no, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to say he doesn't get his belt back because this is a really good way of screwing him out of his belt, um, like for a heel. I'm going to say Wagner wins. Okay, <laughs> go with that. Uh, Mandy Rose, presumably with Toxic Attraction against Alba Fire the artist formerly known as Kaylee Ray for the NXT women's championship. I think Mandy retains here. I think Alba fire might be joining damage control. 
because they've been, because there have been pushes for it. So I will say Mandy Rose also. Um, Mandy Rose retains. Alba Fire gets called up to the main roster to try and reignite damage control, which is which needs to control its damage right now because it's it's just it's a it's a stable that is flailing for relevancy and it makes me sad. And then in a triple threat match for the NXT title, Braun Breaker versus Ilya Dragunov versus JD McDonough, who just absolutely got buried by Kevin Owens. <laughs> God, God did he ever! My lord! Nobody see? wants to see you here. No! How about the don't Google me? Don't Google. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Don't Google me. Oh, oh my goodness. God. I, yes. Like, JD McDonough's got enemies. Uh, if, if he didn't go to the back and try at least throw a punch, I'll be very disappointed about that. Not that he didn't deserve that. Don't Google me. No, no, no he's earned that. Uh, look, look uh, yeah, he, he's earned the, the he's earned the rep. Uh, I, I mean, he also would have been in the right, though, to want to you know, have words with Owens about yes. doing that at yes. that time. I mean, that, that was, you know, that was Adam Page, you know, uh, union talk uh, promo yes. sort of stuff. Yeah, You're like, a locker like, room cancer. <laughs> okay. Just out of nowhere. I Just out of nowhere. I, I mean, I, I look, I, I don't. I don't agree with this company's decision to keep some of these dudes who have like very clear problems uh, around. But like the reality is, is they did. Owens was not a team player there, uh, even though it was funny. Um, I'm going to say Breaker retains. I will as well by pinning the aforementioned JD McDonough, I think. And then eventually we'll get an Ilya Dragunov match in there. But yes, that'll be Halloween Havoc. There's time. I'll watch it on Saturday. If not, I'll watch it throughout the week, especially if it gets good buzz. Uh, Chris, it is your turn on the Lazy River to pick something. Man, let us mosey along back to... I guess we'll do Dynamite here. Uh... Hmm. Um, we've, already done the, we've already done the main event. We did the kind of closeout on that. Uh, Dalton Castle and Chris Jericho is fine you know Dalton Castle's about eight years too late yeah it it really it doesn't uh <clears throat> it doesn't really hit as a as a as a fresh idea right now does it I loved his entrance and uh, and actually this match brings me into another point I had and I'll get into that in a moment the match itself pretty great his I, entrance is wonderfully executed. Yes, it's what yes. no, it, like and in particular, no, like just with the with the boy what he does the final kind of prestige at the end. No, like really, really wonderfully executed. It just it just and doesn't. He's a very good wrestler as well. Yes, let's, yes, let's he is. Let, yes, he is. I mean, because for all the gimmick and stuff, he is a very he has great suplexes. He's very very strong. He would be Orange Cassidy if Orange Cassidy were not in this company. Hmm, that's an interesting comp. Yes, yes. It, it, it no. It, it, if anything, if anything, the entrance sort of like it, 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 it lures you in to the fact that like this guy is actually an exceptionally good wrestler. Yes, it's almost he's like a, he's, he's being a dandy at times to to belie the fact of his toughness. Um, 
I would here's the note I'm gonna go, and this is a cross show promotional thing about heel color commentators. Taz basically buried uh Castle here a little bit in the match when he needed to elevate Dalton Castle. He was saying, Well, he shouldn't be shouldn't be wasting time doing his weird dancing stuff or whatever he was he was or trying to get the crowd going or, or something to that effect. But Dalton Castle hasn't been a presence enough on AEW television to be doing that. He's still, he's a guy from ROH who people know, but in terms of, you know, remember wrestling is all about conditioning. And so here I think Taz needed to put over his talent versus crushing on the gimmick a little bit here. And this brings me to JBL, who is a damn menace. Whenever you give him the microphone, he walks in there. He buries your new play-by-play guy. Basically borderline. I mean, we can have an argument about whether or not you think Irish is a race, but xenophobia, at least about the Irish and making Irish jokes the entire time coming in there. Um, Look, the heel play, or the heel color commentator only works in a situation and it worked for years. And part of the reason we're doing it now is because of, uh, is because of WWE's influence on professional wrestling the past 25 years before WWE became the main game in town. And there were other things, most regional promotions and other promotions kind of played it as a straight sports type thing. And you'd occasionally have the guest heel on there doing commentary to say stuff. But what WWE did is they made the play-by-play such a biased in favor of baby faces type of play-by-play guy that you needed <laughs> the heel color commentator to balance that. And it made for a good straight absurd scene. The problem is Kevin Patrick is not over the top Homer for baby faces just yet. He has not been established that as such. So JBL coming in here and being a bull in a China shop and just absolutely being a, a jerk on commentary to everybody and everything because he feels he Booker T does this a lot too. And it, it, it drives me nuts. He didn't do it this week on NXT luckily, but it's one of those things where we need to calm down on the heel color commentator. If the baby face is just playing it straight and calling the action. I mean, but that you, you sort of got into the problem with JBL right at the core, right? One, he really, just in this particular case with Kevin Patrick, you nailed it. Uh, maybe not racism, but like, how about stereotypes? Stereotypes, xenophobia. That type yeah, xenophobia. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, and then there's also the fact that JBL really only has one note to his song, especially at this point. There's just not a lot going on there. I, I really question the call of bringing this guy back. I, I see just no utility. In I this hope guy. it's not permanent. I, I get the Me feeling too. it's going to be. He brings, uh, although irony is, of course, that he's he latched on to Corbin, who has the same energy. The problem is, as much as we don't like Baron Corbin's television personality, Baron Corbin seems like a fairly <laughs> solid dude otherwise. he's play, He plays the act very, very well. No, no, he him. seems like a solid dude. Yes. Um, yeah, and, and he's a perfectly safe match. Yes. But oh yeah. Compared to JBL, especially. I, no, I know it. Right. So I I'll put it this way. I'm not making a, a, a character assessment on Corbin. Right. Based on the association with JBL. I right. just, 
don't I don't think it will help Corbin go to the next phase in his talking and characterization that he is going to need to go to to sort of like stand out. Um, and I certainly don't think that JBL on a microphone adds much of anything. I, I don't under, God, I hope he's not on raw next week. Not, not Corbin, but JBL. I hope this is just a Texas, Oklahoma type thing. And we don't, don't need to see him every week. Cause he, he's, I could see WWE looking at this and saying, this is the answer to a hotter program is to have sniping and, and 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 a, and a color commentator who says edgy things and ooh, did you hear what he said the other night? Ooh, that'll get buzz. That kind of thing. I don't think it's gonna work. That's that's just me. Your turn, sir. All right. Um, guess I will do. Uh... Man, Tony Storm and Hooker Rashida was a fine match. I enjoyed but, this. This I is did. a fine. No, I, I here's my only note on this. Just a hard one to really sink your teeth into because you just never thought for a second Sheeta was going to win this match. Right. No, Fine you're... match. Fine match. It just, it, it it really felt like I was just, I it, it was very pleasant to watch. It, it, I, even though I was like, oh, there's nothing. It, it felt like a waiting room, but a nice one, right? Like you're, you're just passing through here. There's nothing of note that's going to happen here news-wise, but like it was a very pleasant waiting room. Is what it was for me. Well, it was, but at the same time, it was like, it also, once you get to the post-match, it feels like, oh, that was just a waste of time. Because Sheeta is gone the moment she gets pinned. She's out of there. To make up for the fact that Paige is going to come out and run into Britt Baker, who's out there, you know, doing her, you know, trolling the Cincinnati crowd with the Pittsburgh jersey, which I appreciated. But this was all the setup people other than those in the match. So you get... You get uh, you get Paige out or uh, Soraya. Sorry, I called her by her WWE name. Soraya, Soraya, uh, out there being on on Brit, and then and you get Hater and Rebel team up on Tony Storm to then bring back Rio. Oh God! Rio, God! Rio pulls a Jeff Hardy. Decides she has to wave to the crowd before running carefully running down to make the save in her pretty dress well yeah she doesn't want to like break her leg on the way down the ramp yes um i know i know that aew fans love rio um my my opinion on rio is the same as brett hart about rick flair four out of (laughs) ten no is that is that once you've seen the rio match that's it pretty much i mean it's she'll do the matrix escape out of the pin she'll do she'll do the i'll jump off the top rope onto jamie hater who will throw her legs out from under her she'll play the hits and she's well liked because i believe if she's not kenny's girlfriend she used to date kenny i don't know what the status of that is but you know she was a world champion in here people love rio i i just i i think the joshi and the real athlete thing still don't mix quite a bit quite as well as people want it to um but yeah, so we basically uh, we basically excused Hikaru Shida later for for Rio here. Yeah, uh, the Rio return r- reminded me of all my feelings about Rio. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and those are <laughs> this act decidedly does not do it for me. Okay. Uh, I mean, I like Yuga Sakazaki better than I like Rio. But... No, I like Maki Ito more than I like okay. Rio. 
Yeah, if if I'm being just completely honest, I enjoy Maki Ito more than I enjoy Riho. Uh, So, no, I I, I just... She came out and she was doing all of her high-flying stuff and it just... She doesn't... We were saying, like, menace and evil earlier with, like, Cora Jade. And I don't need, like, menace with this person. But, like, I need it to look like when she does a cross body that, like, it should actually take the other person over. Yes. And there's just <laughs> there's no... Little, there's a little Ralph Wiggum to Rio. <laughs> yeah. I'm in danger. I'm coming off the top rope. I'm coming off the top rope. <laughs> Yeah, that kind of thing. Uh, you know, like when, when Eos Shirai does it, she's crazy. So it's a cup of crazy when she's, she's climbing up to the top rope, putting a trash can over herself and throwing herself at a bunch of women. Okay, you can excuse that with Rio. It's like, tee hee hee, I'm climbing the top rope. You know, that kind of thing. You're just like, okay, whatever. Um, uh, and, and then I just, I continue to, I hate the fact that like in this company, they do m- multiple storylines around a title at once and but there's always one but but the one that actually matters is not the main one that's in focus so like with the world title right like it's mjf versus moxley but we had this whole like page and moxley thing that you just didn't think really didn't think there was a chance page was going to win this title because it was being outshined by the mjf thing and like it's the same there with tony storm like the sheeta match just it, it Tony doesn't even feel like the main character in her own story, and she's the champion. There's, she, there's she, a weird, almost WWE show must go on to the to the feuds here because I, I'll tell you a note that 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 brings up to me on, on Dynamite is, is the whole when Jericho wins his match and decides to go after Ian Riccoboni, and then ends up uh, pile driving Jerry Lynn. On wrong, the wrong man got pile driven on that night. I, I wrong I man got power driven. I concur, but I will I will move on to this fact. <laughs> uh we didn't even dw- there was a t- almost a TNA esque to the back after that. It's like a a guy just got pile drive driven on a belt here. He is hurt. You know, I mean maybe maybe that's just old man Hawkins thinking, you know, back in my day, that'd be at least three months out of the business. And it says and now it's time for our main event. Let's get excited here. I was like, are we going to talk about Jerry Lynn getting his neck broken by Chris Jericho at all? Is that going to be a somber uh, cloud on this main event? Or are we just, are we just moving on with our life because this is pro wrestling and this is what it does. And this is why nobody can take it seriously. It's because none of these things have any emotional resonance whatsoever, including the title belts. Yeah, I, I mean... If a pile driving a man on a title he, belt he spot, turned his neck. He was training with the Blackpool Combat Club, so he'll be that, fine next week. Oh, that that knowledge is now getting around the locker room. So the pile driver is <laughs> not going to be very effective in about six months' time, Jeff. Oh, I thought you had a point to follow up with. No, that. no, that, that was just a, that was just a punchline. Uh, I will say one positive thing to temper on with the negative stuff I've been saying here. Uh, I they didn't get much of a match on Dark this week. I love the Bollywood boys. I, I do. I think they're great. I think they, I, I watched them on Defy and they were fantastic. I think they, they, they over, <laughs> they sacrifice themselves to get Randy Orton over in that stupid, uh, 
Oh, what's his name? The guy who. Oh, Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal. Oh my God! Yeah. No, they, they they got annihilated over and over again for by Randy Orton. Yes, uh, and I I you know they they didn't have the match I thought they might against the the, the Gun Club, but uh, I do like the Bollywood Boys a lot, and I hope they get, I hope they are able to stick around and get some paydays for AEW. Yes, absolutely. I I, I agree. Um, it is on me. I'm trying to think of. Is there anything on NXT that I actually think is worth talking about? We already did the KO show. Uh, the hail's fantastic, but we've already espoused about. Chase yeah, no, I, yeah, no, I, I, I chase you. Enjoy, I enjoy it a lot. Uh, I look. I, I thought Bodie was very funny. Try to like go, Mister Chase on show. Like it, it, even like the cross promotional stuff now with Chase U is funny. It like yes. normally I would not be into those like little Chucky vignettes at all, but no, Bodie was very funny. Try to like cut a promo on Chucky. Like no, Chucky I thought... was cringe all night, but that was at least the right. Good thing. No, he he was cringe in every other circumstance, and it wasn't like what Chucky did there was good. That was all Bodie. Um, like, I, I am upset that yeah. we have decided to go. Uh, Bailey versus Bianca after doing a ladder match. We're really gonna run this back again, and I love both of them. I'm just like, there's no point to this. The no, uh, we, we actually talked about the potentiality that this might happen uh, coming out of that ladder match, which is crazy. And the only other note I had for any wrestling all week, uh, other than other than you know Dynamite, which I deconstructed on Wednesday, was I, I'm very happy to have La Knight back, only because he, look. They shouldn't I, have turned him heel, though. They shouldn't have turned him no, heel. No, I agree. He 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 has massive babyface potential, and I don't. Once he got out of NXT, and you saw that he had babyface potential, why would you turn? I get. Trust me, I get that he's doing a hodge or a, an amalgam of The Rock and Stone Cold. I don't care. He can talk. That's all I want is somebody who can talk for once. And yeah, okay, it, it's patterned. It's silly. It's probably get old quick. But this is far better than him being a male model. Um, oh yeah. yeah, and 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 in some slight fairness to him, the yeah thing is really only a thing he came up with midway through his run in NWA. Yes, he wasn't like early on; he was kind of still trying to figure it out. So it's like, if, if I, he gets over this way, I have no problem with. They it. just shouldn't. They shouldn't have turned him. They, no. they shouldn't. They they shouldn't have turned him. I, Especially I, I, against a stable that they hated, like the models. It's like okay, and, it, and, and that end thing where the models are all like, "See, we told you so." Sort of belied like the absurdity of that particular booking pattern. It was yeah, just, it was but just I th- the I way of what, going. I think what they think is that people are going to get behind him like Rock or Stone Cold, and then they're going to turn him babyface, and he's going to be white hot. And I I think that I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that's a mistake too. Uh, also, I think a mistake is potentially turning Elias here. I think if you yeah. bring back, yeah, if you bring back Elias, you got to bring this guy back as a face too. Oh. Uh. Chris, you know what we all got to do. for me. All I got, I, I, I got to stop you here, Jeff. Okay. Because here's the thing: I get how for the lay person watching that segment, Matt Riddle is a baby face, good natured guy, just wants to come and hang out. Nah, nah. Matt Matt Riddle is is a bully and a fascist. Uh, when when someone prepares a heartfelt serenade for a crowd, Jeffrey, and it's their stage. It's not okay to bring your stupid bongos on stage and try to like work it out and jam a few things from your heart while I'm up there playing, you know, a heartfelt tune to the people of Paducah. Oh well, uh, well, well, Chris, I thought you were gonna make 
riddle the heel for possibly offering uh, a creative genius such as Elias a uh, pot that might. Yeah, no, there was brain. also the drugs thing. There was the, that. That was <laughs> God. God. I hope it doesn't come out that like drugs and music are a thing. <laughs> My only hope for this, because I, I I was so looking forward to the whole Elias family being some sort of a feud here, is that the Royal Rumble, Elias has an early number and he goes back and he shaves and shaves. He comes out as Ezekiel. Yes, for the Royal Rumble. Oh my God, I, I need this. And, and Elrond. Some... No, I, I want Elrond too. Oh, you want Elrond too? Or Elrod? Is it El, was it Elrod? I think it's Elrod. Yes. Yeah, Elrod. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't. Uh, Enron. <laughs> Enron. <laughs> Uh, he sells stock. He's a stockbroker in the family, right? <laughs> he collapses in the middle of the match. Uh, I have nothing else to talk about. Do you? Um, I, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, the bifurcation of Bray Wyatt thing isn't really working for me. Uh, the bla- a- it's it's Black Phone, right? Uh, which is on the Peacock. The horror what do you mean? movie. Uh, is, is that th- this whole thing? Like, I didn't. I hated that promo. By the way, I, I I liked the promo, but I hated that was a cop out. Either do it straight or don't, and then they right. use it for heat. I hated that, but this is what it's going to be. It's going to be Bray Wyatt's a nice guy until he puts on the mask, and then he's evil. Ah, uh, okay, okay. It's it's the which mask. is the which is the Ethan Hawke uh, black phone movie, I guess. It's okay, set in the seventies. I think that's what I think that's what the uh, impetus for this gimmick is going to be, and then there might be. There might be some wrestlers dressed as uh, dressed as these characters from the playhouse. We're not quite sure yet who there there's the dyad. We're talked about with Waller being the buzzard and, and uh, Isla Dawn being the sister Abigail one, or it might be, you know, Butch and uh, Vincent from, uh, from the kingdom were backstage recently. So that they might be the red shirts here, but um, yeah, it looks like we're going to get people like Bray. But this new spooky character is the thing that's controlling him. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So it's it's almost like it's like black phone, but it's also like really the the closest he's been to like uh, Whalen Mercy type. Yes, yes. But yeah. but the but the mask is gonna have its own personality, I think. Oh, and you know, it's also like that other movie, The Mask. <laughs> yes. Smoke it! Oh, oh god, he becomes a comedy baby face who thinks he's in Tex Avery pictures. And he, oh, he could bring back the giant mallet. The giant. <laughs> he could do the wolf whistle. Hubba hubba. Oh yeah. He, he, he goes with his cousin from the country to a nightclub to watch Little Red Riding Hood sing, sing in clubhouse, and it's like, <laughs> well, cousin, I guess I'm gonna have to take you back to the city. I love the mask. Stanley Ipkiss. Uh, that'll do it for us this week. Uh, you can follow me on the Twitter at CrapGame13. You can follow Chris at DWATG. You can just follow the show at Shake Them Ropes, all one word. I retweet when the voices people put us up in there. Uh, make sure you use uh, VOW65 if you want to order HelloFresh. No more lies. No more lies and uh, free shipping as well. And, 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 uh, some gifts and some free meals, possibly. So, so that'll be cool. No more shipping. No more shipping. Yes, you'll have to come pick it up. <laughs> um, I am on Fight Game Media on Wednesdays, about ten minutes after uh, Dynamite ends, with Paul Fontaine doing the Dynamite Show, where I thoroughly deconstruct 
every single thing that happened in AEW on that night. Chris also has a Patreon. He's going to tell you about it now. Don't worry about the government. It's a show that I have done and will do again at some point. Patreon.com slash DWATG is where you can go. A buck a show is all I ask. So if I'm not making shows, don't worry. You're not getting charged. If you want guitar lessons, you can hit me up on Instagram. Instagram.com slash doctor as in like D-O-C-T-O-R underscore Nove, N-O-V, Dr. Nove, on Instagram to see my music and my life and my cats and some photos of my grandpa. And that that's basically it. And you can hit me up for music lessons there too. Yeah, next week Chris is going to do 30 on women with tattoos. Women with tattoos. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.